Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, you absolute cheeky so-and-so. And let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from a throwaway account and asks, am I the asshole for refusing to split my inheritance with my siblings? I'll try to summarize as much as possible. I, female 19, have an estranged grandpa more or less. He's my dad's father, but my dad hardly had a relationship with him. I have two other siblings, one younger, 13, and one older, 26. My grandma divorced my grandpa when my dad was only 10, so he lived with my grandma his whole life in a different state and didn't see him. When he got older, he saw him a little more, and my grandpa started coming around a little bit more as well. He'd stay for a week at a time and then go home. He was an old, bitter man to be honest. He never got remarried and lived his whole life in his coastal town with the same friends he'd had his whole life. He wasn't pleasant to be around and could hold grudges longer than anyone I've ever met. But regardless of this, he was filthy rich. He owned a successful business that he sold for $1 million. He retired after selling, but his house sits on an island as well as the biggest piece of land on the island. So it sold for well over 3 million. I was never close with my grandpa, but I took after his sister who is a registered nurse and he adores her. He always told me that he was proud to see me following her footsteps. He died a few months ago. Since then, my family has been torn apart. He left everything to me. He essentially liquidated all of his assets and it ended up being close to $8 million. I was shocked. I didn't and still didn't know what to do with the money, but I'm going to save it. My dad and stepmom, as well as my siblings, are hounding me to split the money with them. I just can't do it. My dad is an alcoholic who never said anything nice about his dad. Despite him being bitter, my grandpa actually bought my dad a $300,000 house. My dad would 100% drink away any money given to him. As far as my siblings, my brother has full financial support from my grandma as he is the favorite and he's very wasteful and ungrateful. He never talks to me and always is very mean to me when he does. My little sister is the only person I've actually considered. She's very young and that's really the only thing stopping me. Her mum is money orientated and would take the money from her. So I'm waiting until she turns 18 and I offered to pay for her college. But now my family is telling me I'm unfair and the money doesn't belong to me and I'm not deserving of it. That I'm too young and I'll waste it on cars and clothes. I don't agree and now they're all threatening to cut me off and never speak to me or even sue me if I don't give them all a chunk of the money. I don't know what to do and I'm buckling under pressure here. I've already had two police officers out to my house because my dad is claiming I stole the money from him. Everything was through an attorney. I know I did nothing wrong legally, but morally, I don't know. So am I the arsehole? And we're going to start straight away with some comments from Green Apple who says not the arsehole. 
My God, these entitled people. If they want to cut you off for money that your grandpa will to you, show them the door. Buy yourself a lovely home and move away from them. Pay for your sister's college and save the rest. Artsy Fartsy Fox says, not the arsehole. Your reasoning sounds very sound and honestly, people will turn on each other when money is involved. I highly suggest, one, getting a good lawyer. Two, get an accredited financial advisor so you can plan slash save. Three, if you want to give your sister money, you can set up a trust for her. That way she can't touch the money until she is 18. Again, an advisor will help with this. Four, tell people what you have on a very need to know basis. Friends and family can and will turn on you. I know this sounds scary, but I'd advise you to look up the history of lottery winners. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Be smart and do not overspend. Ah, oh, that comments number four there where they said tell people on a very need to know basis. Friends and family will turn on you. And they said about lottery winners. I've just got, it's totally off the story, but when I've been driving, you know, gather, gathering Christmas stuff just recently, there's an advert that keeps coming up on the radio about the lottery and playing the lottery and what will you do if you win it? And you've got these families on there that's going, oh, we'd have a massive street party. We'd tell everyone down on our street and we'd have a massive Christmas tree at the end of our cul-de-sac. Another one said that we'll invite all our extended family round to our house to announce it to them. And this whole time while I'm listening to these adverts, my palm is on my forehead going, oh, that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Anyway, back to it. And Jones says, not the arsehole. You do not owe them any money. Just because they are blood doesn't mean they are family. If you want to help your little sibling, put in a trust that only she can touch at a certain age and pay for her schooling directly just in case her greedy mum or dad try to touch it or talk her into giving it to them. Invest wisely and be happy. Your grandpa might be an old grumpy man, but he saw something in you. Liquid Dreamtime says you're the arsehole. Again, while I'm not surprised, I'm saddened by the outrageously selfish and entitled responses of the sub. Your grandfather was by all accounts a complete arsehole. So now you're claiming you are not the arsehole because you're doing as he wishes. Split it with your siblings and other grandchildren. Let his selfish favoritism die with him. Don't extend that legacy. If you're absolutely convinced your family is worthless and will squander everything, put a large sum into a trust that pays out $1,250 a month to each of your siblings and parents. This is the federal tax-free gift maximum and will set them up to never be unable to afford food and rent so as long as they do the bare minimum of work. Edit. This could be set up in a way that they receive 15k a year for life. They won't be rich, but they'll never be homeless or hungry. You've been granted a gift that could allow you to take care of the people who matter the most to you, and you're being very selfish about it. Chicken shit loser replies that saying, seriously, she's maybe considering paying for her 13-year-old sister's tuition out of $8 million. Are you fucking kidding me? How can anyone read this and not think OP is at least a bit slightly an arsehole? I know this sub is ridiculous, but the amount of agreement on not the arsehole is astounding. Grandpa says fuck it and gives it all to her, and her instinct is to say fuck you to the rest of her family, and except maybe her 13-year-old sister. She doesn't have to split the money evenly, but surely there is some form of reasonable compromise that doesn't involve her keeping 99 to 100% of the money. She got this money from family. She can give some back to her family. She's an entitled arsehole, and the kids here have the audacity to tell her, you go girl. Fuck off, Reddit. Llamas in the wild says everyone sucks here. I think keeping all of the inheritance would be selfish. 
Your grandfather sounds very spiteful and manipulative and he has fully consigned you to a similar lonely life as him. Your family are also being turds, but looks like they didn't have the privilege of being his favorite, so they got treated like shit. You can keep all the money for sure, but I would think about ways to help use that to heal the family rift. Like your dad is a wasteful alcoholic. Set up a trust with rehab as a condition of monthly income. Your sister. Cover her educational expenses, but you don't owe your stepmother anything. Otherwise, you're just going to be rich and lonely like the guy you inherited your money from. I'm not saying split it equally, but 8 million is more than enough money for a lifetime. You can definitely give something for your family members. So then, of course, OP did update their post, which says, First off, thank you to everyone for the advice, links, etc. It was greatly appreciated. It's been almost a month since my post, so I figured I'd try to update and clarify a few things. One, my family and I have tried reaching out to my father to get him help. He's declined. Giving him money or even bribing him with money to get help wouldn't work like some of you suggested. It's already been tested literally not even three months ago. Two, my brother is fully supported by my grandparents despite being almost 30, and they have never done anything close to that for me. Therefore, I didn't feel it was necessary to give my brother anything as he had a very bad relationship with my grandpa and only came around when he died. Three, my mother wasn't included in the story because I didn't think it was necessary. She has worked three jobs her whole life to support my brother and I because my dad was negligent and threatened her so she never got child support. She's always supported us and provided for us even though my dad has always made double the amount she has. Four, I didn't ask for his money. I didn't have any previous knowledge I was even in the will. I was upset when he passed because we had always been a bit closer than him and the rest of my siblings slash family. Five, my grandfather bought my dad a very nice house. He didn't have to, but he did. My dad never said thank you. He doesn't keep it clean and doesn't take care of it. Simply, he doesn't deserve the money after everything that he's given slash done for him. With all of that being said, here's what I've chosen to do. I set up an account for my little sister with enough money for a four to six year degree, a car and a down payment on a house. I donated a sum of it to the charities, bought myself a new car and put the rest away into CDs that I can't touch for another four years until I pay fees to withdraw the money. I plan to renew these accounts every few years or until I absolutely need it. Again, thank you to everyone. I was scared, lost and overwhelmed. I couldn't have done this without all the support and advice I was given. And now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Do you think OP made the right choice in the end? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Let's move on to another story. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. And our next story comes from a throwaway account who says, Am I the asshole for accidentally calling out a new colleague on lying about her language skills? Last week, a new colleague, Kathy, 33 female, started at my 25 female workplace. She instantly stood out in the team because she seems like someone who is very loud and assertive. Two of my colleagues, me and Kathy, were having coffee in the break room. We were the only ones in there and we were sitting far apart when the subject of travel was brought up. My colleague said she wasn't booking trips anymore because it'd probably get cancelled because of COVID anyway. Kathy immediately cut in about how sad she is because she travels so often and she goes on these far exotic trips to Europe as a hobby. When I think exotic, I think the Bahamas or something instead of Europe, but cool. Kathy then jokes about how all of this no travel business is making her fear that she'll lose some of her foreign language skills. I asked what languages she spoke. She claimed to be fluent in three European languages, among which were French and Dutch. Kathy said she was at a native speaker level and went on about how people in Europe were always surprised when they found out she wasn't from there. I was excited because I never get to speak Dutch over here. I was raised in Belgium, which has three national languages, French and Dutch, which are my mother tongues and the most commonly spoken there, and German. It's quite common to be pretty fluent in at least two out of the three languages in Belgium because you're required to learn them at school, along with English from a young age. I told Kathy in Dutch, oh fun, we have something in common then. And she immediately pulled this sour face and asked me if that was supposed to be Dutch. I said yes. She laughed awkwardly and said she couldn't understand because I have a terrible accent. Must not be that good at speaking it. Now see, I don't have an accent. I speak Dutch more fluently than I speak English. I told Kathy that I grew up speaking Dutch and speak it to my family all the time. She got miffed and asked what languages I speak and where I'm from. I told her I'm from Belgium, so I also speak French and I added, which you just said you speak as well. Cool, we can speak French instead. I acknowledged that I was a bit of a dick here because by that point, I knew she probably lied about speaking French as well. She then shoved her chair back and angrily got up, said whatever and stomped off. It was awkward. My other colleagues just kind of shrugged and said she shouldn't have lied. However, she later approached me and told me I embarrassed her by acting superior about my European heritage. I told her there was no way for me to know that she had lied about speaking those languages. She rolled her eyes and told me that I was immature. A colleague told me that Kathy had called me a little B-word who enjoys bullying new colleagues behind my back. I don't think I was a bully at all, but I don't want this to turn into a huge thing. Do I just apologize to keep the peace? Am I the arsehole? Now, absolutely not the arsehole in any way, shape or form to me. You didn't know she was lying about that situation and it's on her because she's the one lying. We've seen this a couple of times within these stories about people lying about speaking second languages like this. I never understand what your end game is because eventually someone's going to call you out on it and you're going to look like an absolute fool. However, I think I would feel a little concerned about her language towards the end there where she's telling other colleagues that You're a little B-word who enjoys bullying new colleagues. If that information gets around and it gets to HR or or whoever, you you could potentially end up in trouble for something that you haven't done. 
So I sort of wonder if it would be a good idea to get to HR first and said, this situation came up. I just wanted to raise it. But obviously, I wouldn't like it to go any further. But quirky anxiety says not the arsehole. This is exactly why people shouldn't claim to speak languages they don't know. Eventually, you will find someone who actually speaks their languages. It's not bullying to get excited about being able to speak your native language with someone else. Not Cleaver says not the arsehole. She deserved that to happen to her. Don't brag about skills you don't actually have. Then for her to say that you had a terrible accent is beyond the pale. She owes you an apology, not the other way around. And several at that. She's the one who is acting like a bully. A well-meaning person would have said after your correction that you were born in Belgium. Well, I guess I have to work on it then. Still a bit rusty. Can you slow it down for me? Tom Tom Club Thumb says, not the arsehole, you didn't call her out. She said she spoke a language and when you spoke to her in that language, she insulted your skills. So she created a situation where you pointed out that you are a native speaker. In your position, I would have spoken to her in French to push the point, but I am petty like that. You should not apologize. She tried to be snobby. You accidentally pointed out a lie and then she decided to double down. Messed that up and then trash talked you behind your back. I would totally speak to her in French and Dutch every time I saw her. The reluctant otter says, sing it with me one more time. Not the assholes. <laughs> of all the European languages to claim to be fluent in, Dutch would be one of the last ones. Years ago, I had Dutch co-workers who were trying to learn a tiny bit. Dutch is one of the hardest languages to pronounce. I swear my mouth has never moved in such complicated ways. For three months, the quickest way to reduce them to tears of laughter would be to try and say, oh God, I'm not even going to try and say that. Hell, people still argue over how to pronounce Van Gogh. I hope I pronounced that right. OP, you are a wonderful person and have absolutely nothing to apologize for. So, not the arsehole. Van Gogh, Van Gogh. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one, I know it. So then first, OP edits their post, which says edit one. I'm not sure about escalating this to HR, which a lot of people have told me I have to do. I feel like this might make me look immature to the rest of my colleagues, of which I am the youngest, and it might not need to go that far. It depends on if Kathy is willing to put this behind her and be professional. If all else fails, I do have witnesses who would be honest about what happened. So I think I might be in the clear if she tries to twist the story. Edit 2. Some people have taken offense to me giving the Bahamas as an example of an exotic place and are trying to make this into a race issue. I didn't know exotic was an offensive term in the US. Do I think of the Netherlands, Belgium, England, Norway, which were countries she was describing as being far away exotic destinations, as my idea of an exotic trip? No, not because there's a lot of white people there, but because when I think of exotic, I think of a place with nice sunny weather, white sandy beaches and a blue ocean. Maybe it's because I'm from Belgium, but I don't really feel like being in my home country where it's dark and rainy all the time is quite that experience. Edit 3. Some people think she might not have understood me because she is fluent in Dutch, but learned it in the Netherlands, which has different accents. But it is true the Netherlands and Flanders have different accents, I didn't speak a very specific dialect like West Flemish or something. I spoke the general Dutch you see in the news in Flanders. <laughs> I didn't speak quickly to try and make it incomprehensible to set her up. I genuinely believed she spoke Dutch because that's what she was saying, so I talked to her in normal, conversational Dutch. The same kind of Dutch I'd use in a work environment back in my home country. The same kind of Dutch I use with friends from the Netherlands, but with a soft G. Lol. So then OP comes in to update their post, which says, so a couple of months ago, things went 
down with a new colleague who was lying about her language skills. Many people gave the advice to go to HR. Others said not to go to HR because that would be escalating the situation. I decided not to go to HR right then, but I did take the advice to write down what happened, with the time and the names of the other colleagues present just in case. I thought the situation might blow over because Kathy was probably just embarrassed. Well, I was wrong. Kathy kept being cold to me, rolling her eyes at me in meetings and talking behind my back. Another colleague came to confront me at one point to ask why I'd been so mean. Apparently, Kathy was telling a different version of what happened. Kathy said that I'd said mean things to her in Dutch and was making fun of her in Dutch. So no one else but her could understand. She was smart enough to only tell these stories to colleagues who weren't actually there for it. Word got around and it turned into a bigger issue with a couple of people actually questioning my character. Mostly just colleagues that don't work very close to me. HR got wind of it after a while and, and I got called in close to a month after the incident. I'd already met with Kathy and she told them she cursed me out in Dutch and was very mean to me story. I told them the full story and everything that happened after. They asked me if there was anyone else present who could confirm this. So those colleagues came and told them that Kathy had lied about speaking a language, stormed out and then started calling me a B-word etc. to others. They thanked me for my time and I got on with my work. Nothing happened until a week later when I was informed that Kathy was asked to leave. Apparently, Kathy had doubled down on the lies and told everyone I was the one lying and she did speak those languages. So my boss told her in that case she'd have no problem talking to one of our Canadian colleagues who wasn't involved in the situation in French in front of him, just to confirm. At this point, Kathy admitted she had been lying. It turned out she didn't speak a word of French either or Norwegian, which was the third language she was lying about. This was enough for them to let her go because part of the reason they hired her was they were so impressed by her speaking multiple languages and work experience she had abroad. The work experience were made up as well. I'm just happy it's over. I'm confident it wasn't really my fault it blew up now. If it wasn't me who caught her in a lie, someone else probably would have down the line. A few people who kind of believed her ended up coming to me and apologizing for questioning me about what happened. So that's all sorted. Edit. Some people are asking why they didn't test their language skills in the hiring process. Our jobs don't actually require us to speak Dutch, French, or Norwegian. I think they probably just saw it as a plus or something that made us stand out from other candidates. And what a bizarre thing for Kathy to carry on right till the very end. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today, getting involved in the stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.